So today on the program, we've got Dale Beaumont, who is a bit of a superstar when it comes to small business. And I'm thrilled to have him on the program. We've been talking about him coming on the program for quite a while. Now, I attended one of Dale's um, open sessions a couple of years ago now in, in one of the suburbs in Sydney. And it was fascinating, fascinating from a bit of a fly on the wall approach to watch someone who is so enigmatic and in, just enthusiastic about what it is that he does. It's absolutely infectious. Now, there's lots of guys out there who do that. But what I really appreciated about Dale was his, um, just his, the, the fact that he wanted to share so much information. He's obviously learned, grown, uh, succeeded and failed in a lot of businesses and really saw that as an educational opportunity for his guests that he had in, in there and also for his program, obviously. But I really appreciated how much knowledge he shared with the audience. Processes and procedures are something my long-term listeners will know I'm extremely passionate about and I think it's something that we really need to talk about at the moment because now you've got some downtime potentially. You can be looking and examining and getting these right and when you're up and running again, that's when you're going to need those processes and procedures to be really robust. We're also going to talk to Dale a little bit about his journey and the way that he supports small businesses in the way that he works in his advocacy as well. Welcome to the program, Dale. Thank you so much. It's great to have you on the show because, um, as you know, it's our six-year anniversary. Very thrilled to have reached that milestone. And I'm, I'm really glad to have someone who, I guess, in my small business journey, you were a part of that. It was almost enlightening to see someone else as passionate about getting those steps in running your business uh, as correct as, as I believe they needed to be as well, coming from a bookkeeping background. Why is it that you're so passionate about that aspect of running a business? Yeah, well, I grew up in a in a family business. Uh, my my dad um, left school when he was fifteen, uh, started working uh, a job, and then ended up buying that same business when he was uh, twenty two. And he actually worked in that company uh, for more than forty years, uh, building that uh, that that business. He's now retired, but uh, growing up, you know, I was uh, driving around in the truck and going to jobs and helping him to uh, you know um, put um, invoices into envelopes and going down to the mailbox and. Uh, um, and I saw, you know, when we were at home during Christmas time, which is where a lot of their work sort of like came from as well, you know, seeing who'd paid and who hadn't paid and things like that. And it was kind of just, I suppose, growing up in, in, in that, uh, um, that, that family business, it sort of like just started to seep into me. And the, the fact that you, you can basically be the master of your own destiny, essentially, as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. And, uh, and it's that whole saying, if it's to be, it's up to me. And you can kind of make anything you want to have um, happen. And so uh, when I left school, um, I did do like my uh, HSC and uh, did quite well, considered going into university, but I thought I'd just take 12 months to kind of, you know, decide what I wanted to do. Uh, started in the workforce, lasted about six months uh, until I said, okay, if, <laughs> if something's going to happen, you know, I want to make it happen. And that's when I started my first first business. So I just turned 19 and, um, and that's basically all I've known for the last uh, 20 years is running different businesses. I've had about seven companies over that period of time. I've also invested in a half a dozen as well that I have uh, have, have now have a major um, shareholding in and it's just fun. It's what I, what I love and I just love nothing more than taking ideas and turning them into reality and helping people along the way. It's a great mindset to have, isn't it? Because you're, you're giving so much, but you actually get to see the, the, the success stories that you're building as well. Um, tell me about where where do we start really as a, as a business owner and you're sitting there going, okay, everything's on hold. 
but everything's a mess. If I really sat down and looked at my, my client journey or if I looked at the way that I hire people or if I look at the way that, you know, I operate as a business on a day-to-day basis, it, there's nothing set in stone. I'm just kind of going with the feel. Where do you even begin to get all that information that's part of you innately um, out Yeah, I suppose it depends on what business you have and what sort of like stage that you're at and knowing kind of what you should be working on at any point in time. You know, my mentor said to me once, sequencing equals success. And so it's about doing the right thing, you know, at the right time, you know, in your your business. So essentially, you know, money is driven in business through your your activities around marketing and sales, generating leads and then turning those leads into uh, into customers. And that's really where you need to be kind of like focusing on when you're getting started is actually making sales. And if you're not making sales, it's probably because you really haven't got something which we call kind of product market fit and you maybe created something that people don't actually want. And so it's always better to find a market um, that you want to serve, find a need that that market has or a problem that they're trying to solve and then provide a solution um, to that particular problem. Many people start with a product and that's actually the wrong place to kind of start when it comes to building a successful uh, business, find a market, find a demand, and then find a, a solution. Um, but um, then once you kind of are making some some sales, then it's a case of kind of going, okay, well, where do I need to go go next? Um, and sometimes it's a case of, uh, well, I'm doing really well, but I haven't got enough leads, so I need to generate more leads. So it's a marketing problem, or sometimes it's a capacity issue. There's there's you know, you've got more opportunities than you've got time in the day, and so therefore you need to actually start building a team. But before you start building a team, you're probably going to want to make sure that they've got some systems to follow. So that's a whole other conversation, which we can chat about, about building really good um, policies, procedures, and systems that other people can follow as well. Then once you kind of start having a team, you've got other challenges that kick in. You know, how do I now, you know, manage my, not only my own performance, but other people's performance as well. And how do I make sure that people are doing the right things at the right time and producing uh, the right results uh, for the organization as well. Then when you get bigger, you're all about leadership and and, uh, and, and HR and then making sure that you've got technology kind of working for you as well. And that's one of the things I love about business is that you're never kind of done. There's always uh, problems to solve or things to improve and, uh, and things to, that you can do to take things to, to another level. Um, so it's, it's really uh, exciting. And um, yeah, I just love the constant challenge of, um, of taking businesses uh, further. Um, what, what are some of the typical mistakes you see people make when they are trying to get those processes and procedures nailed when they're, when they're thinking about what it is that I need to make sure is working well and chronologically in my business? What are some of the mistakes people make? Yeah. So um, to talk about it from a a kind of like a macro level first, and then we can get into the details. You know, most business owners spend 80% of their time because everything can be divided. All your activities can be divided into two different camps. One is income generating activities, activities that actually contribute to you producing revenue right now in your business. Normally they involve around sales and marketing or or hiring people. They're all activities that are going to help you to make more money, increase capacity. And then there is quote everything else. And everything else is anything that's not income producing. Um, you know, you might have to uh, put together kind of like a budget. And that's that's an important thing to do, but that's not producing you with money in your business right now. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of things that you uh, that, that can fall into that category of non-income generating activities. And most business owners, if you were to plot their time, they spend 20% of their time on income generating activities 
and 80% of their time on non-income generating activities. And so that's the reason why so many business owners struggle is they're very, very busy, but they're doing things that actually uh, aren't really contributing um, to the uh, the income or profitability uh, of the, the business. Now, I, I get it. I, I know that challenge. I've been there many, many times. Um, what's the solution? Well, these things still need to get done, but the answer is they should not be done by you as the business owner where you want to be is you want to be focusing 80% of your time on income generating activities and only 20% of your time on non-income generating activities. So the challenge is to systemize everything that needs to get done in your business and, uh, and, and turn that into a system and then pass that on to someone else. And then if you want to talk about the, the biggest kind of mistakes that people make or, or, or um, it really comes down to their thinking and there's two mindsets that really hold back business owners. One is that nobody can do it as good as I can. And the other one is it's faster if I do it myself. And if you hold on to those beliefs, you're going to get trapped in the day-to-day of the business and you're never really going to be able to grow. So the idea is to let go of those uh, limiting um, beliefs and start building systems and passing those systems onto other people so you can focus on what you do best and you basically can outsource the rest. One of the things I found so fascinating when I attended your workshop was the way that you drilled down into quite finite detail. If you're starting this process, do you really need to be looking at, you know, who goes and gets the coffees when you've got a team of five? Or do you need to start with the bigger picture stuff first when you, when it, and the important things like, like your client journeys? Or do you need to really, everything's got to be on the table from the beginning so you can start building those processes? Yeah, I find that, you know, you can attack the big things, but sometimes like five little things, you know, can, can also um, save time. I just think you just build systems as you go. Basically, anything you're going to do more than once, you just ask yourself, will I ever have to do this more than once? Uh, if the answer is no, just hurry up and do it. But if the answer is yes, then you're just going to go, okay, what's the best way to do this? And I'm going to document it. And is it just a checklist or is it kind of like a little template or uh, is it a video that I'm going to make or uh, am I going to take a photo of this is how how we're going to set up the waiting room. Like what is the best way to capture that particular process and then just put it into a place that you can access and your team can access. And what I recommend is a free tool that's out there for, for uh, all business owners. It's called Google Sites. Uh, Google Sites is, a, is basically like a website building platform, but it's not for a public facing website. It's for a private website, like an internal website, also known as an intranet. And I think every business on the planet needs to have their own, um, basically like a, it's, it's sort of like a container or, or a, a, a library of all of their business systems that they have in their business. And what you'll find doesn't, doesn't take a lot, you know, any longer. All you're doing is just you're doing that thing and you're just recording yourself uh, doing it or writing a quick uh, checklist and then putting it somewhere. Um, and then later on, you can go back and polish it up and you can make a video and other things uh, and then you can pass it on to someone else. But if you just build them as you go for little things, big things, doesn't really matter. Just get everything out of your head and everything out of your team's head and put it into a central location. That's really the key. I like the way uh, I sort of envisage this place where there's all these workflow charts where you can understand. It's all the stuff that you don't you don't need to keep in your head. You know, it doesn't require critical thinking, but it is a repetitive task. So if you can write something down, follow the process without giving it any thought, you're not using up that important brain space that could be used for the sales or the one-off jobs or, you know, re- replying to a client that's a little bit tricky, all those things that you're not going to repeat. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So getting everything, you know, kind of out of your head, putting it in a central location uh, is going to save you a lot of time and and money at the end of the day as well. Because uh, like I said, most people are spending 80% of their time on stuff that doesn't actually make money. And so when you freed up all this capacity and you put that back into other more important activities, uh, it can just make the world of difference. Now, assuming that we've got a wonderful relationship with our um, employees at the moment and they're all willing to do different and glorious and interesting things within our business and not have any arguments about who's doing what because they're on JobKeeper. Let's put that to a side at the moment. But let's assume that um, you've got that opportunity to really sit down with them. What does that conversation look like? Is it like a full day workshop where you get them with some butcher paper and some texters to write everything down and take some photos? Or is it a meeting where you sit down and ask them to take through the chronological steps? How do you extract that information from your staff? Yeah. So if you've already got staff and you realize, you know, it's, it's all in my head or it's in my staff's head and I got to get it out of my head, you know, what, what do I actually um, do? There's different uh, processes that you can, you can use. One of them, um, the one that I would probably recommend most is just, yeah, getting um, everyone into uh, a room for maybe two hours. And if you've got a big team, you might want to do this in departments and just getting, because um, you probably don't want any more than three or four kind of the, of the main people looking after that particular department in a room and then you're just going to use any type of mind mapping software the one that i use called free mind but there's mind node and there's a whole bunch of other ones that are out there and just start with basically like creating um these sort of branches around okay if, if it's kind of like marketing then what are the ways in which we market our business and what are the things that go into that and if one of them's kind of like networking events great well how do we do that and just at a very very high level just to just get all of your ideas kind of like out of your head in kind of like a, a mind map that's the kind of best place Place to start and then you can go into a product like Google Sites and set up departments and then set up your folder structure and then underneath that you can even create the pages where those systems are going to live and so within a couple of hours you've basically kind of created the structure that's unique for your particular um, business so that's one way of doing it the other way is there's some software out there called um uh, what's called time trade, I think is one. Um, and uh, there's other, other ones like it. And basically what it does is it puts a pop-up that goes onto someone's computer. You can set it whatever you like, like every 15 minutes, let's just say. And it says, what are you working on? And you type in what you're working on and then it just disappears. And then it just pops up every 15 minutes. And the idea is then at the end of a week, you as a manager can download a report and you can basically see what your employees have been working on. And you go, do we have a system for that? Nope. Nope. Okay. We need to make one. Do we have a system for for this no we don't and then it's basically a way of seeing all the different activities and so if one of them was you know we kind of did stock take or we kind of like unpack the boxes or you know all of those those things then become immediate things that you add to your uh, list um, that you're going to create systems for i love it it's a great idea and it's, it's fantastic to know that there's some software out there that really assists with creating that chronological structure that you can build on because I think the hardest part of this is to really sit there and go where do I start you know I I actually had a a meeting with another bookkeeper uh, last week and I explained to them how I use Trello and I was trying to show them how I use Trello without having any examples on how I used Trello and I kind of created this test board and I went look this isn't working I'm just going to show you my thing and how I work with my clients because it's more real and then I can explain it better so actually having the building blocks of what you actually do to then explain and broad broad, broad and on but but still nailed I think what makes your program quite interesting or what you you share with other people is that it it, it is quite detailed 
um, with with how you do things because then you know you've nailed it, you've got it all correct and it's all done. Is that a, an important part of, of it, keeping it quite detailed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the detail, um, um, you know, is is important. I think right at the beginning, it's just a matter of of getting um, just just the, the majority of the information just down somewhere. Um, one of the mantras that we have in our in our business is progress is better than perfection, and so just kind of like get it out, um, and that's going to be better better than nothing. Um, however, saying that though, if you're in a business whereby personal safety is is kind of like critical, you can't afford to have kind of like half bake systems. Um, so if you're running a child, a child care center or you're running a construction site or things like that, you know, I think that you should go to every single system, system one at a time. And you can say like this, we need to get the best practice. Running a graphic design agency, you know, it's not life or death. Um, you know, you can afford to have, um, you know, average systems and then kind of build them as you go. But otherwise, if you're in those critical kind of like industries with personal safety, you know, or child, uh, you know, children under your care, then you want to do them one at a time and, and make sure you do them right from the start. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually, because there are certainly industries out there that this is crucial and and becomes a safety factor. Absolutely. Now, just broadly, um, I'd like to talk a little bit in the last few minutes that we've got about the way that you support other small business owners, but also um, the charity work that you do as well. Could you take me through a little bit about that information, please? Yeah, sure. So how we support uh, other businesses is through a program that we have called Business Blueprint. And generally, we work with clients over 12 months to transform the way that they uh, do things. Um, and that's everything from their, from their marketing, from their systems to uh, outsourcing to um, helping them with their structures around uh, finance and uh, websites, social media, etc. It's a lot of fun and it's just uh, something that I'm really um, passionate about. So that's Business Blueprint. Um, and then, uh, which we've run for now um, more than 10 years, but about seven years ago, we kind of got to the point, you know, in our kind of business careers where we thought kind of what's next, you know, it's great to make money you know, in, in, in business, but you get to a point where you bought the house and the car and, you know, you, you kind of, you know, travel uh, three or four months a year, which we've, we've done for a, for a very long time. And so it's like, okay, we want to now link our business to some type of cause that we're, we're passionate about. And so we chose a, a charity called Hands Across the Water. And for the last seven years, uh, we have been uh, raising funds to support Hands Across the Water. And uh, last uh, November, we reached a milestone where we had raised more than $2 million for, uh, for Hands Across the Water, which is something that we're really uh, proud of. And uh, now we support, yeah, around 400 children uh, every year in, in, uh, in Thailand. So, um, yeah, I just think it's, it doesn't really matter what the cause is. I think find a cause that you're passionate about and just um, and realize the fact that, um, you know, the more success that you have in life and, and business, then the bigger difference that you can make uh, on, the, on, the, on the planet. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, that's what uh, I love to, to do, how I uh, give back. And I encourage everyone to start small. In fact, there's an amazing organization out there called B1, G1, um, buy one, give one, where you can actually link different aspects of your business to different causes. And you can actually uh, change those causes, you know, over time, like every week or every kind of quarter. Uh, and you can support uh, thousands of different initiatives around the world that will match your uh, values. So um, that's run by, yeah, an incredible uh, couple, um, uh, Paul and Basami, and uh, it's a worldwide organization called B1G1. So find something you're passionate about it uh, and uh, go for it.
Well, look, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the program today, Dale, because your, as I said, your your passion for processes and procedures, but also giving back is infectious. <laughs> so it's great to see um, a, a business that's so successful still manage to make um, part of their success and, and part of what they do uh, to be able to give back to the community, not only the small business community, but also um, the broader worldwide community. So so thank you for the work that you do in that regard. Um, uh, tell us, uh, well, we, we can find out more via Business Blueprint, obviously, but I think just to wrap up today, um, just give me a, a final notion on why it is so important, why you simply cannot exist in business without having processes and procedures nailed. Yeah, well, look, um, there was a leadership expert called uh, John Maxwell, and he said, if you can climb a mountain on your own, it's not a very big mountain, right? So you can climb, you can climb Mount Kosciuszko on your own in, you know, maybe, you know, 10 hours or something like that. Um, But Mount Everest, you know, you can't climb Mount Everest uh, on on your own. And so you you can build a small business. If you want to make, if your ambition is to make two or $300,000 a year and maybe make, I don't know, 70 grand profit, um, then fine, do it all on your own. But you're going to cap out at probably somewhere around three hundred thousand, maybe four hundred thousand dollars. That's as much as a single person can make. So the only way you can make millions of dollars in business is to do it through a team. And so you can either have the team doing everything and anything, and, and kind of like um, every single person is is creating uh, their own way of doing things. Um, but that's not going to lead to a predictable, uh, reliable trust kind of building um, business. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure that as your team grows, you've got the right people doing the right things uh, in, you know, in the right way. And so that's where systems really come in. So if you want to build a small business, you know, a tiny, tiny little business, I mean, then, you know, just do it yourself. But if you want to build a great business, one that helps thousands of people and uh, one day generates millions of dollars in, uh, you know, in income or profit, then build systems. And the sooner you do it, the better. That's some good advice. Basically, you can't scale, you can't grow without having other people in your business and you can't, you know, share that knowledge and and have the growth and the scale without those processes and procedures in place. Because as you mentioned, duplication is is a major problem in all those roles. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not about just having one person that knows what they're they're doing, which is you know you. It's about making sure that everyone in your organisation understands the standard to which you do things, no matter what business it is, and to uh, to try and make sure that that quality and standard is is kept across the board when you start to scale and help more people. Well, that's some great advice. Thank you so much for sharing everything you've done, uh, not only for the small business community, but you know how passionate you are about helping people run a business efficiently. Thank you so much, Dale Beaumont from Business Blueprint.